This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making this program possible. Tonight's special guest is Philip Coppens, author and investigative journalist, ranging from the world of politics to ancient history and mystery. He will discuss his work on ancient aliens, as well as Eric von Daniken's new book, Odyssey of the Gods, The History of Extraterrestrial Contact, in ancient Greece. Philip Coppens will be with us shortly. To listen to the full interview, just go to veritasradio.com and subscribe. You will receive your login immediately and will have access to all of our material, audio, video, and even the very special Manticore Forum, where people around the world discuss the real news that matter. And don't forget, you don't have to spend the whole day trying to find a source for MMS. You can get it right from us. Go to the Veritas store. And the book Veritas Scriptum, The Truth is Written, Volume 1, is now available. I decided to start putting our show transcripts in book format. These are the first 11 interviews we did, and the book is about 400 pages long. We'll continue including the rest soon. We never know when our electronics may fail, so putting them on paper was important to me. Go to our website for more information. And since we're continuing with our transcripts, if you want a subscription but cannot afford one, click on the free subscription link 
of our website. And if you're ready, willing, and able to transcribe, read the instructions and contact us. And for the metal-cased USB drives, including Seasons 1, 2, or 3, go to our website as well for availability. And to get in touch with me, just click on the contact button of our website, veritasradio.com. Why was Greece a likely place for ET contact? Have the stories of the Greeks and other civilizations been mythologized by Western historians when in reality they may have been factual? Everyone believed the story of Troy was a myth until a German archaeologist discovered it was fact. We see science fiction as something from the future. Why did the Greeks talk about advanced technology and weapons as part of their past? Why is academia behaving like organized religion or organized crime as it relates to new ideas and closes the doors to anyone who does not profess their dogma? Are they simply doing their master's bidding by keeping our true history off limits and maintaining the current paradigm? For answers to these and many more questions, Philip Coppins is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas. And you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Andrews, and you're listening to Veritas Radio. Philip Coppens is an author and investigative journalist, ranging from the world of politics to ancient history and mystery. He co-hosts the Spirit Revolution radio show with his wife Kathleen McGowan, and is a frequent contributor to Nexus Magazine and Atlanta's Rising Magazine. Since 1995, he has lectured extensively and has appeared in a number of television and DVD documentaries, including Ancient Aliens, the series on the History Channel. He is the author of The Stone Puzzle of Rosalind Chapel, The Canopus Revelation, Land of the Gods, The New Pyramid Age, Servants of the Grail, The Ebook 2012, Science or Fiction, and The Ancient Alien Question. Philip is originally from Belgium, but now spends time between the United States and the United Kingdom. And to learn more about Philip Cuppins on his work, visit his website at philipcuppins.com. And directly from Los Angeles, California, I would like to welcome Philip Cuppins. Hello, Philip, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? I'm extremely well, Mel, and uh, thank you for having me on your radio show. It's my pleasure. And first, Philip, I want to thank you for, for being here and, and speaking on behalf of uh, Mr. Eric von Daniken. Uh, he seems to be out of the proverbial spotlight these days. And not only do you discuss his work, but you are also the editor for his latest book, Odyssey of the Gods, The History of Extraterrestrial Contact in Ancient Greece. Tell us a little bit more about how you converge with Mr. von Daniken. 
Well, um, Eric and I have known each other since uh, 1995, and as it so happened, in the Dev Framework 1993-1995 onwards, Eric's best friend, uh, Ulik Dopatka, actually spent time in, in Belgium. He worked there part-time. And so it quite often happened that we hung around after work, um, drinking a few Belgian beers or maybe not. <laughs> and um, at that moment in time, I, you know, Eric was still working very closely together with uh, a Chicago lawyer called um, uh, I've actually forgotten his name. Uh, literally, as I was about to say his name, he the, the name disappeared. Uh, but together, they had um, basically created the the Ancient Astronaut Society and uh, Gene Phillips and. At that moment in time, they were also organizing conferences. And what happened was that I began to speak at some of these conferences in uh, 95, 97, and 99. So I got to know um, Eric quite well. Eric is also a consultant for a German publisher. And over the years, um, I have helped um, him find some, some people. Uh, the late Stan Hall, who was the person who... Uh, basically did an awful lot of research for the Metal Library in Ecuador was one of the people who uh, I, I, asked, I, I spoke Eric about because what had happened there was that Eric, for example, had known Stan since the 1970s and then uh, contact had been lost and, and I kind of like brought them together again. So, you know, I, I would say that I don't have much contact with Eric, but we've, we've had a long uh, and established relationship. It's, it's, it's one of these relationships that, you know, you, um, you how, even though it's sometimes years since you've last spoken uh, with one another, you, you just pick it up as if nothing ever got left. Now, we now have the internet, and this is becoming more mainstream. And, and as I said before we started, uh, folks, uh, I want to mention that Philip Coppins is an integral part of the History Channel's Ancient Aliens TV series. This program has exploded, Philip. Is this proof that the topic is no longer alternative and it's more, it's indeed mainstream? Well, I think there are several aspects here. One of them is that what television has done so often is that whenever the Matrix happens, whenever there's a new Indiana Jones movie or another, um, you know, take your pick movie, they will do a two hour special, whether it's ABC, CBS or NBC. And then it disappears again. We mm -hmm. saw this with the Da Vinci Code as well. When the Da Vinci Code, um, became a, a mass success, every channel did a one or two hour documentary and they all interviewed the same people. And then it disappeared again. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and an awful lot of these approaches is also that somehow television lens seems to be convinced that there needs to be a battle between side A and side B, the believers versus the skeptic, who's going to win. Um, and really, the, it's, it's, it's a very outdated model. It's a model which people don't really like because people – Everybody's time today is valuable. When we want to uh, watch a show on television, we want to find out what the outcome is going to be. When we're watching American Idol or The X Factor, we know early on we're going to get to hear gigantically crappy voices and gigantically beautiful voices, which are hopefully going to take us all the way through to the final. And then, you know, an idol or a winner is being produced. So we know what we're going to expect. And when it comes to things like the History Channel and a few other channels, what people want to find out is that at the end of 
an hour of their time, they're going to learn something. And so this show format whereby side A is going to say something and side B is all going to deny it and say there's no truth to it whatsoever, leaves people dissatisfied. And so Ancient Aliens has a different approach. Ancient Aliens is basically saying this is the perspective from certain people now go out into the big world and we basically leave it up to you, um, you know, because everybody who's watching this um, has an opinion and has an intellectual cap- capability to find out whether you find this convincing or not. And we are not going to preach to you. And so this, this non-preaching approach, I think, is quite important from uh, the success of Ancient Aliens. And I also think that what Ancient Aliens has done is show that this is something which shouldn't just be discussed at two-hour specials whenever a movie comes out, but that these subject matters really can stand on their own and that there is a sufficient market out there. Um, you know, whether it is a Da Vinci Code, which sold 80 million copies, Eric von Daniken has sold 63 million copies. All of these, you know, Eric has written, I think, 28 books. All of these people um, have shown that there is a lasting interest um, far beyond the, the norm of just a two-hour special. And so really what it boils down to is that what is Ancient Alien showing is that this is something which is there to last. And I think this is like you know the, the pioneering program in the sense that um, it's in season I've, I've actually just finished uh, filming season four, my parts of it. It's um, you know another 15 episodes of, of Ancient Aliens uh, that is talk about the season five, even six and seven. So an enormous amount of television hours are being produced discussing ancient civilization. And it has an appeal from uh, H age 5 to to age 95 and it, it does come up over as, as a mainstream show at the end of each uh, episode uh, accor- um, across the various um, countries uh, about 100 million people will have seen an episode of Ancient Aliens so uh, you know it, the viewing figures are good and it, it does have that, ma- that mass appeal so I think what it's showing as a TV show is that the world has always been interested in this and they just have been waiting for a show to to really put their teeth in and, and the first and hopefully not the last show uh, of this kind is Ancient Aliens but I really do hope that, that other channels and other subjects are being um, you know following the same approach and definitely the producers Prometheus um, are, are trying to do as such with, with other shows and other topics and I think uh, any any program out there especially Ancient Aliens that that percent of the information without the pro or con that we see in, in, in most media is what I call mature TV because it allows the viewer to make their own decisions, to investigate for themselves. They're basically just presenting the information, which is so important these days. In the, in the, going to, 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 to the 1970s for, for a moment, I believe Eric Von Daniken was attacked by, by academia, just as uh, Michael Cremo and Graham Hancock are attacked today by academia because of their views. Can you comment on that? Yes, I mean, you know, the, the, the ancient aliens is you know, watched by millions of people, and this also includes archaeology students. And yeah. so we, we get some reactions from that, and, and they have this um, – the, there's one very funny incident from, from a student who, who asked the, the professor this, and the professor said, oh, we know this is incorrect. Mm. And the student basically said, well, how do you know? And the professor repeated just louder, we know. 
Um, and it, it shows this attitude that they feel that they shouldn't dame themselves with, with doing these things. I have, you know, an extremely negative view, um, of, of academia as, as a whole. Um, I think they are right up there with the, um, economic people who have led us into the financial quagmire which we're in. Uh, I also believe that they are of the same form and shape as, as so many politicians. Ivory Tower. Um, it's it's an ivory tower but also they they played this game and you know um i mean i I will answer the question straight away but i just want to throw in this example which is that they have uh created this game which has nothing to do with reality for example in the 1980s there were carbon dating results from the great pyramid and the pyramid right next to it these carbon dating results showed that the pyramid next to it was older than the Great Pyramid by a few uh, decades, and that both of them were roughly 500 years older than uh, currently accepted. There is no debate about the validity of this carbon dating. It's not contested at all. So what should have happened is that these carbon dating results should have been published in a peer-reviewed journal, and then everybody would have been discussing this. However, these carbon dating results destroy the accepted chronology of ancient Egypt. It pushes everything out by 500 years, and it also shows that the Great Pyramid isn't built as the first one, uh, and then followed by the uh, Khafre's Pyramid next to it, but vice versa. So this is a problem to them. So what they have been doing for 30 years is making sure that these carbon dating results don't get published because they play this game that as long as the carbon dating results don't get published in a peer-reviewed journal, they don't have to look at it. And they do this time and time and time and time again. It is There is extraordinary amounts of material coming out of NASA and various other astrobiology um, organizations and professors um, who which basically shows that life cannot have originated on this planet, mm-hmm. that life originated elsewhere in the universe and came to planet Earth. Now, Chandra Wickramashinghi, who is one of the leading um, astrobiologists in this field, has basically gone on the record and has said that since 1984, there is a conspiracy of silence whereby peer-reviewed journals are denying the possibility for anything which suggests that life did not originate on planet Earth to be published. This isn't science. This is mafia. This is, you know, uh, it's like, and not even the mafia being in control of of an organized crime division, but even having taken over the FBI um, and any other intelligence organization which supposedly is hunting them. This is what science is today. So bringing it back to the question, in 1968, when um, Eric began to, to, to write about these things, um, it was obviously his hope, and to some extent also the hope, I think, of, of any uh, new kid on the block, uh, you know, whether it's Graham Hancock in his early days or, or anybody else, to, to change the paradigm, to collect the material and go into the hall of academia and say, look, you know, this is what it is, and, and, and please change your mind. It's like Luther slapping um, a piece of paper on, on the door of a church. Luther didn't succeed. Um, Luther, you know, in, instead went off somewhere and, and created his own uh, church. And what Eric and Graham Hancock and, and so many others have found is that you cannot change these people because they will all treat they will always treat you as outsiders. No. Um, and even if you're an insider, if you are an accepted professor, uh, and I will take here, you know, the example of, of Professor John Mack on, on, on UFOs. Sure. 
um, this was a man who was uh, who had created the psychiatry division between uh, at at Harvard um, University, and when he began to talk about UFO abduction experiences, and the only thing he said about it was that these people had uh, that these people were reacting to. Um, something which in his opinion was identical as if this had happened in reality. He wasn't saying this was an ET which was abducting them, purely that in his expert opinion, what and the way these people were reporting it was as if they had gone through it uh, for real. And he was haunted, he was demonized, he made it into Time magazine as this professor who'd, who'd finally lost it. Um, and so once again, you know, he showed that you cannot change these people. These people are clinging on to an outdated paradigm. And the reason why they're able to do that is because um, nobody has really gone uh, as a popular mass movement and said like, um, we actually do want you to. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.